second of three podcasts, NAC dance producer Kathy Levy continues her conversation with one of her favorite choreographers, Flemish-Moroccan dance phenomenon, C.D. Larby Cherkawi. Where is Babel going at this point? Oh, Babel is is, uh, is is interesting. It's about space again. Like for me, it's it's a continuation of Foi myth, but it's also a continuation of zero degrees and uh, sutra. Uh, with Foi myth, in in very quickly, Foi was a, a an, an apocalyptic, uh, a post-apocalyptic universe where it was kind of like after nine eleven or something, where these characters were down and they were. Uh, kind of angels, invisible angels that were making them move. So it was really about uh, how we feel our ancestors or everybody, you know, all those ghosts are moving us, but we're not really free. In myth, it's it's more about it. It's the purgatory. So the people finally died. They are in the <laughs> purgatory. They still they don't know if they go to heaven or hell or back to earth. But and they're dealing with shadows. Shadows for me are. Uh, they're related to you, but th- in a way you can't touch them, you can't grasp them, but you can see them. So it's an evolution from the uh, from the angels that you couldn't see, that were invisible. So suddenly there's visible, but still intangible, like you can't touch it. Uh, and you're fighting with it, and it's actually yourself because your shadow is you. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's you are connected to it. It's it's what you move. You move. It moves with you. Um, then Babel, it's going to be about coexistence. It's really about how people are finally themselves, finally, you know, integrate the yin and the yang within their own body and then have to handle other bodies. So it, it's it's about space. It's about fighting for space and, and how uh, and territory. So I think it's going to be maybe quite, um, uh, yeah, territorial is the right word. It's going to be like a, a, a bit of a, how much space do I get and how much space do you get in this plane of existence. We are again working with Anthony Gormley, who in zero degrees made this casts, these two bodies that were imitations of uh, the body of uh, Akram and me. And in many ways, they were our doubles, our um, maybe our souls or our bodies, and we were the souls out of that, out of that body, uh, like ghosts hanging around the, the body that was uh, totally, uh, couldn't move anymore. In Sutra, uh, you have the boxes being those bodies, like suddenly it's about the space of the body, a bit like a coffin, but Mm -hmm. at the same time also the space given to any human being is their own body. I mean, that's why I always think the body is so important, because it's the only territory that's given to you, that's really given to you. Mm -hmm. Anything else is is owned by other people <laughs> or by other, you know, or by, you know, it's, it's not from you. The, the, your cells is you and that's all you are and everything else is from other people. What if you build your own home to live in? Well, is that from you? I think uh, that's an, it's a, it's a complex issue because I think what do you build it with and who helped you build it and from, from whom, what is from whom I, I think it's very, very complex because you, you end up having actually your parents' home and they can give it to you. So th- there's gifts possible, but who did they get it from? And so it's, it's really, um, in that sense, territory is it's a very, very complex matter. And being half Moroccan, half Belgian, and having seen the struggle of territory on so many levels, it, it always kind of 
uh, and I had a tendency of always giving it away, being like, okay, it's yours, it's fine. I, I'll just go somewhere where I can be, I'm allowed to be. So because of the personal family struggle I was in, and I think, um, but even, yeah, when I see other people and, and they're uh, clinging on to things or, or letting go of things, I, I can tell that it's, illu it's illusions. I mean, the only things you have is yourselves. And if you understand that, then you can be very happy anywhere, even in the smallest place. You could be fulfilled because you know you're with yourself and you have everything you need, which is, you know, you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so to come back to Babel, I think Babel is going to be a continuation of, of Sutra and Zero Degrees as well, as Anthony Gormley is again doing the set. And he created for... Um, Babel right now, I mean, it, it's uh, it's kind of a scoop. It can <laughs> still move, but he made some sort of uh, structure that create like a framework as if a space like huge boxes, but uh, boxes that only are frames. So basically there is no limited space. It's just transparent. You can walk through it. But because you see the... The, the framework, you have the feeling there is a limited space. So it, it talks about the illusion of, of owning space and owning the sky or owning the earth or owning, you know, that room because that's yours and not from somebody else. So people will struggle with that with each other, I think, in Babel. There will be a, a real... And also the construction, the possible constructions of creating a tower together or uh, creating a city. Um, it's it's definitely going to be linked to Sutra. It's definitely going to have a... But at the same time, it's going to be, again, maybe a community of people that are much more um, uh, diverse than with the monks, where there was a clear community of people that had chosen to be part of the Shaolin temple, and, and I was kind of the only outsider. Now it's only going to be outsiders that's going to try and fight for their own space or... Or maybe not fight for it and let it go and give it to others and, and be out of any kind of room. There, there's so many questions in there. And, and, you know, it seems like there's there's these projects that you do with your group of dancers that you bring together and work with in, in Antwerp. And then there's projects that you, in the case of Sutra, that you've gone to be part of in another community and collaborations like in Zero Degrees with Akram Khan. Just can you talk a bit about collaboration? And yeah. you talked about the dancers, but you're working with some pretty forceful artistic energies with people like Akram, people like Anthony Gormley. You, you've made that very conscious choice to to bring those people into your process. But I think it's it's also about broadening your own perspective and your own vision on things. What I like is to understand more. And to understand more, I need people who see other things because I can only see what I see. And sometimes I would like to have a, a another vision on it. And working with people who have a vision, who see other things, they can they can inspire me and they can they can make and we can see the same thing i i also love the fact that when somebody's very clear at a certain point yes it's tough because you you have to negotiate or explain things or but it's through that through this moment of 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 uh, of, of explaining everything that at a certain point you do see the same thing and then suddenly you're not alone you are together seeing the same thing when i was working with akram it was a wonderful experience because of that because he 
at many times we, we would feel we would agree. And suddenly it wasn't just him having his artistic vision or me having mine, but us having ours and, and being mm. together. And it's like being parents of something that, that's really outside of yourself. And, and you feel um, really, uh, it gives you uh, freedom in a way to, to share. It gives you a sense of uh, uh, belonging because it's it's not just you. It's not just about your ego. I had a recently, like a year and a half ago, they asked me in, in Antwerp to make a speech about theater, and and I spoke exactly about this. I said, uh, I said that what happens often in our education is that we grow up to be very personal, individual. Uh, independent people like we are we grow up to think for ourselves like be ourselves be find ourselves it's all about us 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 but in a way it's all about me 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 and you and then you are there with your ideas and your thing and you're and you're all alone <laughs> because mm -hmm. nobody has your idea because everybody has their own idea because everybody is growing up to be different from everybody else. And so it, it ends up being all these individual people who are all lonely, all alone, all with their great, great genius ideas. But and there's no one to to share anything with because everybody's like finding their own way. So I think these collaborations for me they're a way of uh, of escaping that loneliness. It's it's like suddenly you realize well we can share this. We can if I dance with Maria Pages, a flamenco dancer from Spain, I share the moment and we are uh, for a moment we are married. It's it's like the two of us and it's it's about us and and nobody else and we chose for each other and we all, we each have our reasons to step into the relationship but it's it, there's a real sense of um trust and 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 sharing and it becomes uh yeah, it goes beyond her or me it's 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 us and and that that's uh it's it's a way of fighting that that education that i've had uh and and also yeah going to different places you do feel that there are different uh upbringings when i'm in china and i see their uh, responsibility towards the temple towards their family towards so many things I can understand they, their need of sometimes wanting to be individuals because I also see how much they commit to the community. Mm -hmm. And then I see how much maybe I or, you know, uh, in Europe, we don't. And and that's maybe our problem. And so it's it's it, it and then it talks about political systems, about the democratic system and, and other systems and being in a place like I mean, I grew up with democracy being the, the most important thing to fight for <laughs> and, and being in a in a Chinese communist country where I see so many beautiful, happy people who manage within that system that seems so corrupt and so dangerous actually to do such beautiful and powerful things and be so s fulfilled also in their their own lives it, it makes me question a lot of things because then I think well so many of us in Europe are extremely frustrated and unhappy and lonely and suicidal and we and we're in the most free place supposedly but it's clear that there's something we have forsaken inside of that search for freedom we have forgotten the others and and people around us and how to relate to them and I mean a strange it, it, paradox yes yeah. yes yes and, yeah. but in, in when you went to China uh, you were you were sort of looking for something completely different weren't you yes I, I was I was trying to get away from my own cycle because I felt like I was getting in a system and I I if there's one thing I can't handle, I mean, some people can, but I cannot handle a system. Like when I feel like I'm, I'm being, 
uh, uh, I'm repeating a cycle all the time and I feel like that's not what I want. What I want is exploration and I want to feel like I'm growing and changing. My 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 need to change is huge. Like I always want to change. I, I don't want to stay the same person. I'm really happy when things are moving on and when I feel like there's this flux of life that makes me transform. So all these meetings also for me have to do with that. It's like I would like to have another vision. I would like to see the world differently. I, I feel like I, a lot of things I still see the same and I would love to have another <laughs> another vision on it. Uh, and uh, working with other people or, for instance, going to the Shaolin Temple was definitely this. I needed, I needed distance also. I needed uh, perspective from the stuff that was hurting me sometimes and I felt like, well, maybe it's hurting me because I'm too close. And if I'm further away, I will see that it's actually not painful at all. It's just what I allow it to be. And and it did help me when I went there and, and I had this experience and um, worked over there, made this project. It, it just gave me a lot of uh, perspective. But then you went into their life, yeah. but as essentially the creator, the director of the project. So was that a tough... Uh, relationship to to navigate no it it, it was i mean it, of course there's the cultural gaps of translating everything or right. uh you know uh, also the fact that they were performers in, on another level they weren't performers like dancers they they are Shaolin monks so they have another sense of uh, responsibility towards rehearsals. So sometimes, you know, some people would come, sometimes people wouldn't come because <laughs> they had other things to do uh -huh. and they had a life and, and they were like, well, I need to, you know, go and get my grocery or something or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like there was always something that could happen. And, and that was very, um, yeah, it was in a way, but it was also refreshing mm -hmm. because then you had to get back to basics as to why we're rehearsing, why I need you there tomorrow, why this and that. And also negotiation saying like, well, okay, I understand that you need to do this because this is more important. I mean, it's more important you see your mom for this once a month than work with me. So of course you do this. So there was a, a sense of uh, understanding and, exp you know, the, the whole diplomacy in it of, uh, was, was wonderful. And it 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 it, it uh, that's also what's nice about being a choreographer. It's sometimes heavy, but it can also be nice. Is this sense of you you're all the time working with people, all the time uh, considering them and having to uh, uh, consider their needs and their their desires and 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 trying to manage that and find your own vision within that. What what one of the things that strikes me about Sutra is that we see in there so many different signatures. You know, you don't look at it and, and say, I mean, of, of course, I know that you directed the piece, brought your vision to the piece, but you really do see another type of language and not something that is um, preconceived as Larby language or preconceived as the Shaolin monks language. There's something that you've all found uh, that's other than those things by feeding each other. Would is, I, would you say that's accurate? I think so. I think it's it's important to to you know when you are talking to someone, you have to find that personal wavelength between the two people. You're you know, uh, and that's what I was saying about uh, it's really not, it doesn't really matter. It's the Shaolin monks or it's me. Is what matters is what happens between us. And if what happens between us is interesting to an audience or or you know generates uh, or interesting to the Shaolin monks or to me, that's when it, it, it has value. Uh, 
you know that's when it, it's important or that's when it feels like okay we are on the right track because we are actually finding something that fulfills all of us and and that's that's why we're doing it uh, it shouldn't be something that breaks us down it should be something that inspires us do you find it confusing to i mean i i love what you say about about transforming and always finding new things but you know when i when i take a snapshot of your life in the last the, what i know about just your schedule in the last three weeks you know you've premiered a new piece with maria Paris in singapore and you've come back to Sutra and you're working in Antwerp on Babel and working with Chantala on a new duet. Like, my gosh, like, do you, how do you, how do you figure out a place for all those things? It's, it's, it's not as, it, it, it sounds more than, you know, most people are doing that through throughout their life also i mean you also have you know your your kids and your you know th there's the, there's the work for for you know here but then there's also going to see other shows you have to handle the agenda for in the next two years so in many ways it's the same it, it's for me those projects are what i care about and what i invest in and it's those relationships and it's like friendships also i mean i'm not working with anyone i don't like so I, I'm very lucky and blessed that every time I work with someone, it's someone I care about. And so for me, it's not um, it's not work going to work with Chantala. It's I, I love her. She's amazing and she's really witty and funny. And we have a lot of good times, even though she's teaching me movements and I'm sharing my knowledge in choreography. We are we, we are working and we're definitely going to you know propose something. But there's also our own relationship which really matters to me and it's the two things need to to be there in order for it to be um, worthwhile investing in and and that's i mean with maria or chantala or akram or uh, the shaolin monks or it there's always that part as well and it makes it less heavy it makes it also not confusing i mean you would never confuse one friend for another or <laughs> one brother for another sister or something uh, you you know who's your cousin and you know who's your brother and 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 there is no not one is more important than the other you just know there's different um, it's different relationships so every time i am in the given situation i'm here now with sutra and i know my body knows what to do and i know how to handle it because that's why i'm here and if tomorrow i go to see shantala my body will know what to do because the chemistry between us will make me move in, uh, zoom into that. And I won't be like, oh my God, my body's still with Sutra. No, I will definitely be there for this because that's what your body naturally does. It, ad it adapts to the new situation. Hmm. Tell me about another kind of body, and that is the ballet dancer. I mean, you've been in great demand also in, you know, I guess, contemporary ballet companies, but in some ways traditional in their hierarchy and their setup. What's that been like? I mean, working with Ballet de Genève, working with Monte Carlo, working yeah. with Kohlberg. And well, the very first time was with the Ballet of Monte Carlo. It was an amazing uh, experience. It was uh, an invitation by Jean-Christophe Maillot. Uh, in 2003, he saw Foix and he really liked it, which I thought was amazing that he liked yeah. Foix because it's such a specific piece, but it really moved him and he felt like this is really what I would like to... Uh, to touch upon uh, uh, and, and and I was quite surprised because Foy is a very heavy piece very it's one of the, the, the most uh, you know uh, even it, it does a lot to me when I see it and uh, and so I came in 2004 to create uh, In Memoriam that was the first creation I did for them 
and it it uh, it was a wonderful experience. I started with four dancers, a little bit like with the Shaolin monks. Of first finding those souls that have something in common with me that I could feel like I can relate to you and we can talk and we can find a, a language together. Uh, so that it didn't feel like I'm the big director coming here to tell you what to do. But no, I'm someone who has his knowledge and you have yours and we're going to, you know, address what we have in common. And so that's how it worked. First four dancers, then I invited four others. And then in the end, it was like nine people. And then it became 21. Like it really mm -hmm. grew. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really wonderful to to get people with those abilities. I mean, there is a technical uh, know-how and and uh, uh, an ability to to what I love with ballet dancers is that they they're in many ways less judgmental than contemporary dancers about movement. Sometimes so? sometimes they are very open. Like any movement, they will put quality in it. If you show a movement, they will try and reproduce it because they are they are born to try and reproduce and, and put value in movement. So they believe that if you're the choreographer and you show them something, they will try and do exactly that and try and put value in that. Sometimes it was hard technically because I would come with a, a technique that would be different, like I would have turns on my elbow or on the head or on the back or on the hip or on the knee. And these were things that for some of them was um, a challenge. But then I tried to, to be a bit... Uh, uh, didactic about it I would I would really try and teach it because I'd be like they, they'd be like no no I can't do that that's not for me and I'm like well if I can do it you can do it it's just a question of technique and you have to trust that you can acquire this technique very quickly because you've already have so much technique on other levels that is just a question of uh, opening your mind to the to the different way of moving but it's not it's still movement you still have two arms two legs one head it's the same body uh, and they then they get, you know, calmer and they're like, OK, I'll try. And then, you know, the first day it's a bit clumsy, second day it's a bit better. And then at the end of the week already they are a step they, they could, you know, uh, do it. And then after two months or something, they, they can actually perform it. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, and, and it's very convincing. And, it, and there's a beautiful quality because it has this hybrid quality of being ballet dancers who have their own quality. But then doing my movements makes... They, they, it, it becomes something like a hybrid form and, and I, I appreciate it. And it did influence me afterwards in my own way of moving because looking at them and how they transform it made me feel out. Oh, I like how you do that and make this become that and then it would influence me. So I, I felt it was a very uh, positive uh, uh, interaction. Also as a choreographer, I, I, I was happy to have so much room for my choreography for my movements because when I work with contemporary dancers a lot of them as we were talking about individual needs individual uh, the desire to become powerful and individual on your own a lot of contemporary dancers they need to find their own voice within your voice so they they want to develop their own steps they they don't want you to teach them anything they just want to be like you know propose things to you and you accept it and maybe transform a bit but basically they they uh, learning movement from you is hard sometimes ballet dancers they only want that they only want hmm. to learn movements from you they they're not really interested in having to create it i mean here and there there's always one that that's very open for it that has the gift for it but it's not really their aim and that gives a lot of room for me to choreograph to 
create movements to be like this should go like this and then you go there and then you go there and it's uh, it's it's a freedom given to me it's really to, i hadn't yeah. thought about that before yeah. but you're absolutely right because they're not they're used to that uh interpretive role much yes. more than the creative role yes yes yeah and that 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 was a big a huge difference and then i i brought some contemporary dancers to uh uh, uh like Damien came with me, Nicola, to teach them movement, but also look at them. And, and I was telling her, look how, how open they are to, to learn from us. But we need to be that open to learn from them and from each other and take the time to, to acquire different qu movement qualities from each other. We need to take that time. We don't have to say, well, that's typically what he does. I'm not going to go into it. No, I'm going to go into it too, because that way we can do it together. And, and it's a different mentality. And it did help me working with ballet dancers to, to acquire that mentality. And and now you're you're continuing to do that, is that right? Yes, I'm yeah. still very open to to have uh, you know uh, interactions with company. I try to do it less often. I'm, I'm more selective just because of my own time and my need, and I, and also just not to repeat myself in the wrong way. Like I, I like uh, in many ways that there. Yeah, I need to feel like it's it's a different experience that has different. Uh, uh, has a different logic. In that sense, every experience I've had until now was very fulfilling because every time it was very, very uh, transformative. When I was working with the Royal Danish Ballet, it was a totally different thing than working with Geneva. Now I haven't with, seen that yeah. piece for Royal Danish. What was that? Yeah, like? it was very fairy tale like. I was using. I mean, they proposed to me to work on Stravinsky music, and I proposed Pulcinella, and which I like because it was. Uh, kind of it was quite light and I was I just had made very heavy pieces in 2006 uh, I, I had made um, uh, Mea Culpa which was about which was for the Ballet of uh, uh, Monte Carlo which was about the relationship between Africa and Europe and slavery it was really really heavy and also the reactions were you know very uh, uh, it was tough for some of the audience you know in Monte Carlo because it was like a confrontation with uh, with wealth and and the responsibility of wealth and how to handle wealth and and yeah I could feel like some people were really really uh, moved but also uh, disturbed by it. You then, forced them to look in the mirror, perhaps. Uh, well, I think it became a mirror even without me knowing it. I mm -hmm. mean, I was not you know I I don't have a tendency to want to tell people you should this or you should I that. Know that. It just happened that that's what came out of it. I just let, I, I, in that sense, it was my muse who was telling me, <laughs> I'm free of blame. <laughs> it, it just, it just came through. I was there and I was doing this and suddenly that's what came out. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And people were like, you know, this is terrible what you just did. You do that, 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 and that. But aesthetically, I thought it was really well made. So I was like, what are you talking about? I think everything. Like you didn't know that you were going to explore that theme when you went uh, Well, I knew, I I I just went with the flow of things that were coming to me, and and I had this friend Joya, who's a ballet dancer in the company, amazing dancer, beautiful person, and she had a friend who whose husband was working in the diamond industry, and she was talking to me, and I was like, God, this is so interesting, this is amazing, this information. Can I film you? Can I use your talk? Because I think it people should hear this. You know, she was telling about all the the problems and the, the family matters uh, of, of people who, um, you know, work to get 
diamonds to come to Antwerp and how, you know, what a, what a struggle it is to have that diamond ring that you get from your husband and how, you know, how much blood has shed for that diamond to be there. And so those were things that I was addressing. And uh, I was working with Gilles Delmas, who's a, a, a documentarist, but also an artist who who is very engaged and he went to Senegal to film, you know, just very simple things like a, a, a young girl who carries the water from one village to the other. And he was just filming, filming and following her. She has such a grace. The way she was uh, walking, it was like a ballet dancer with that water on her head. And you could follow her all the way through. Also, one girl who was crippled, but she had this amazing, beautiful dress like she came from a wedding. But at the same time, she was totally crippled. And... These images were very disturbing for the audience, but at the same time, they were images of grace in my eyes. They were images of mm. power, of, of self-power, of, of beauty. And so I didn't understand what they were talking about because they felt disturbed because they were confronted with another beauty than their own. And, and I felt like, well, but that's, you know, and, and I, I will never, ever forget there was this one... Uh, uh, the, the the festival guy uh, i you know i really it, it's a very i have very hard forgiving him he, he he was like well you know i don't really care about the the little african person mm -hmm. and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying and then he realized what he had said and then he was like yeah that's not what i mean i mean i don't mean it i think and i was like i think that's exactly what you mean yeah and 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 w so we went into that and then after he tried to apologize and kind of come back to me and and I was really like, look, this is your issue. And you are fighting within yourself a demon that is right there. And it's you. And it's, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I'm going to, you know, just walk out of this. And so that was really heavy. <laughs> it was yeah. 2006. And um, then in for Kulberg Ballet, I also made a piece which then was very inspired by the struggle in Lebanon. And, you know, the, the, the wall and everything. It, it just... It was there, it was about this one pilgrim, this guy that wanted to go back to Israel, but actually he, 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 the wall was in the way <laughs> and he couldn't get through. And it was very moving because it was very innocent, but at the same time, it's just about, you know, like, well, if, if that wall's there, then no one can go through. It's mm -hmm. not even, you know, only that those people or those people, it's just about everyone. And so it, 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 uh, that was that piece. So. Co going to Royal Danish, I was and how, like, how I, was that received? Did they were they able to embrace that? Yeah, that was topic? okay because I mean it was in Sweden. He was far away from that struggle. I mean, and and it uh, they they understood it. They uh, you know uh, yeah they 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 they, okay. it, they received it quite well. Uh, it was very in a way very med meditative, but there were a lot of. Uh, it, it was Georgian music, so it had something very uh, contemplative about it. But at the same time, it was all time gunshots. So constantly there was like the military, like as if there was, you know, a war on the other side. So you could feel this struggle between this beautiful traditional music and then all the, the shooting that was very percussive and that relationship of, of the old the and the present and the you know, it it, uh, it it was in many ways also a bit of a... Uh, there was also one solo of a girl, uh, Lisa, who is a mother, and she was, you know, she had this little baby in her, as a cradle, like, dancing around with that, that, that baby in her arms, and then you hear all the shots, and it, it kind of had a bit of resonance with uh, Not Without My Daughter, where, you know, you have this w lady, who's uh, this woman who's, 
trying to get through it with her child and she ends up at the door uh, dead but her body survive uh, her her baby survives and someone's at the door to to get the baby and so there's hope but there's also the the the, the loss mm-hmm. um so it was also a heavy piece <laughs> but then in 2007 when i went to royal danish i really wanted to make something light and i thought that pulcinella music to come back to that was really uh, the right way of you know making something more uplifting so it was very fairy tale-ish like it was very surreal there was still a bit of a message because it was uh, it was about uh, action reaction there were two trees on the stage and and there was a uh, in a way uh, one tree was filled with all dancers like they were like a community and the other tree was just filled with one girl who was living like the individual and the community in a way very much like sutra a sense of that girl being isolated from the others having her own tree and how they would like almost like insects like ants crawl towards the other tree and and even break down that tree and and destroy the home of the other person and but then to make amends, they tried to build it back up. But as they were building it back up, their own tree was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Because it, it felt like, well, if you want to repair this artificially, it will break down your, your own home. So it, it will be like uh, action-reaction. So I liked it because it was philosophically very much how I felt about things. Like, it's not that easy to repair if you repair the wrong way. You need to repair it the right way, which is... Uh, um, also accepting the change that mm-hmm. now it's like this, it's it's moved on. Uh, but it was much more innocent. It was quite uh, surreal. But the dancers liked it a lot, and uh, and I was very happy to to work with them. And they were uh, because they have a Bournonville technique. It's a very different style of classical ballet. Also, most of them were Danish, so culturally it was quite. Uh, uh, homogenic. I mean, it was everybody was from there, and and so that that all those aspects and working in such a big opera house and having all these possibilities, like in Monte Carlo, was uh, yeah, it, it's quite schizophrenic sometimes when I compare it with my other projects where I have you know much more uh, where it's much more restricted. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just about to have your own company. Eastman Company. Yeah. So in some ways you are moving into having, dare I say, some of the administrative load. Yes, yes, <laughs> I think. But in many ways, it a lot was already there. I mean, even though I was working with a lot of houses, a lot, there was a lot of uh, uh, things were very spread out, but still had to be managed. So I think now having this company, I'm hoping it will help center things and will help uh, put things more into um one office at least you know so that people can always address the office always come to there and for any kind of inquiries questions about anything else even projects that are done outside of the house in a way they are part of the family (laughs) that's all for this edition of nac dance podcast join us next time for part three of the conversation with cd larby turkawi Please send us your comments and questions. You can email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting nacpodcast.ca. There you will find past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Until next time, this is Alary Evans saying goodbye from Canada's NAC Dance.